Podcast, Geneva Shore Report, July 1st, 2015. Our place, $605 for South Lake Shore Drive Bigfoot Erosion Control. That is the start of erosion control for that road. What's the money for? It seems that amount is what is required to be paid by the City of Lake Geneva to the DNR for nothing, because that's what the DNR returns for the $600. Poetic justice? One would think so for a city like most other cities that charge for permits to regular citizens when there is no expense involved on the part of the charging entity. And don't bother arguing that inspectors are paid by the entities when they expect anything or not. Lake Geneva is a living, billing complex where baggage charges for airline travel seem downright fair. Try getting charged because you needed the paramedics to come for your assistance or anyone else's assistance. Try having to pay for every piece of firefighting equipment and person that shows up to keep your house from burning down. Oh, you have to pay even if your house burns down. The big scandal should not be over salt. It should be over the amount one has to pay for the preparation H necessary when wanting almost any service from whatever the local government providers. So far, the police will still come and arrest you without charge. When you get to the Walworth County lockup, that's another story entirely. Authoritarian deceptive behavior on the part of leadership is just as prevalent on the local level as it is on the national level. Apparently, in the current democratic climate of the United States, representatives get elected by promising to be open and transparent about their dealings. They stay in office by being the opposite. The public has come to almost regularly expect that kind of behavior on the national level. It's never been quite so apparent on the local level. What happened recently to illustrate this wide disparity of promises and reality? The Lake Geneva City Council passed an ordinance gutting the referendum rule that was in place for the building of public projects costing more than a million dollars. The earlier referendum ordinance, passed into law by previous city councils, required the voting public to give majority consent to such large capital cost projects. Then the parking structure project was overwhelmingly voted down earlier in 2015. The Lake Geneva City Council, that had unanimously approved the project, got angry as hell. They used their power to pass an ordinance written by the good riddance former city administrator that completely gutted the referendum ordinance. Now the city council can do what it wants. Only in the Geneva Shore report will you see any revealing news about what they did because that is how things generally proceed in the political arena. From pork to pork barrel projects, like the parking structure, Bigfoot reroute, and the new Flatiron Pavilion bleed over to almost everyone involved, including media outlets, that are supposedly objective, but very much dependent on advertising revenue from the very sources lined up at the trough to get the pork. The Geneva Shore report is not worth slipping any pork to, so remains regulated to a spot at the trough where only ground beef, read red slime, from unlabeled packages of meat is served. Small junk, Kona, the real stuff, 100% Kona coffee. Now where are you going to find that in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin? 
In fact, outside of Waterton and Fort Atkinson, the only place within 50 miles where you can get a cup of honest-to-God Kona is in Madison. Except now for the Geneva Java Coffee Shop, located at 252 Center Street in downtown Lake Geneva. That's right, coffee shop is open. It opened last Saturday, and it's going great guns, with almost only locals frequenting the place because it still lacks a sign indicating that it's there in the building that used to house Wilson Meats. It's right across from Starbucks, where you can get a cup of coffee also, but you won't get Kona. Starbucks is all about the aftertaste, whereas Geneva Java doesn't have any at all to brag about. If you want that smooth stuff grown and picked by a throwaway colony of lost natives on the big island of Hawaii, then the Geneva Coffee Shop is where you must go. The GJ serves it because it's the kind of place, even though the net cost is 30 bucks a pound without the shipping, the Hawaiian natives are not stupid, maybe the GJ will charge more for the Kona, although they aren't currently. But then maybe their profit motive is as screwed up as as that of the Geneva Shore report itself. The Geneva Java is open weekdays from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m., except on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays, when it opens at 7 and closes at 9. It never closes if people are in the shop at closing time. The Cowboy Festival. Well, it's not called that, but the phrase seems more descriptive and softer to the palate than the Dawson's Creek Ranch Double Cash Bash, a barrel race. You drive north on Highway 12 from Lake Geneva, get off and onto Highway 43, headed east for a couple miles to Highway 11. Get off there and go south to the third turn, which is Bowers Road. Turn right and drive a half a mile and you'll be there at Dawson's Creek Ranch. The rest will be automatic fun. Friday, July 10th from 5.30 on into the night. Saturday's fun starts at 8 and so does Sunday. Barrel racing to delight the whole family. The hot dog stand at Library Park. It's open and it's wonderful. This concession stand of the American Legion has turned itself around big time from the days of old, when some ancient city leaders of some obnoxious intent had taken it over to be their private hangout. The American Legion stepped up, as it has done through the years of our country's history and times of way, and rallied the troops to retake the hot dog stand. No troopers run the stand these days. It's a disabled Navy vet with his wife and kids putting out great food and open all days and hours of the summer. What a delight to have as part of the community and what a credit to the American Legion local chapter of Lake Geneva. What's normal? The parking disaster continues to unfold. How can the elected representatives of local Lake Geneva government be so clueless? Well, they are not clueless at all. Neither is the high-pressured parking commission. These bodies of leadership are compromised of dedicated, caring human beings of all backgrounds and sexes. And yes, there appear to be more than two of, of them these days. Why is paid parking continuing to spread like a bad cancer to even though all members of the city leadership claim to fully understand that the local citizenry hates what's happening? Clueless? Probably not. Are they behind the financial eight ball of having great debt but not being able to raise taxes? 
or be creative enough to divert TIF funding, pay for debt, instead of tiddlywinks with manhole covers, kinds of things. More than likely, it's about time that Lake Geneva surfaces the real financial complex of a churning sea the entire creaking tossing ship of the state is tossing upon. The city debt and the retirement of its debts should be the number one item on the agenda of every city council, planning commission, or finance committee meeting held. It's called old business, but it's not really. It's simply good business to pay one's debts, city or personal, and it all begins with putting all the chips and coins and bills on the table for all to see and evaluate. It is astounding what tribal groups of people can do when they work together instead of root around in the dark being able to be led by distant leaders who have their own agenda. There are simple common sense rules of nature and human behavior and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand them and use them. But most people in government appear blind to such rules. Since Bigfoot Beach and Lake Geneva Beach are both on the same lake, why does Bigfoot Beach Park have beach erosion and Lake Geneva's beach does not? Lake Geneva maintains the Lake Geneva Beach. Duh! It's a simple fact. If you do not maintain something, it will deteriorate. It's also true that if you don't pay attention to something or ignore it, then it will get worse. In the world of physics, this is called entropy. doesn't matter if the degradation is a little rust on the car, a leak in a pipe, or corruption in city government. Humans are one of the few forces in this universe that can temporarily halt, slow, or even back entropy up. But human motivation and action is required. Tax something or raise the fee and you will get less of it. Subsidize it and you will get more of it. Ban it and companies will find a way around or criminals will supply it. If you can't be moved, land, buildings, etc., it's construction. Use and function will be regulated, restricted, and taxed. If it can move, such as cars, trains, and planes, it will be regulated, licensed, and taxed. In government, the forbidden F word is free. It's called subsidy or entitlement. And the forbidden T word is tax. It's called revenue enhancement, while spending is called investment. In government, those who want to do something and think they can get away with it, just do it. And if they want to do something bad enough and the citizens are opposed to it, then they can make things appear so bad or make the thing so bad that people will change their minds and eventually support it. At some point you may wish you could do what you want and use other people's money to pay for it. Well, maybe you can if you live in Lake Geneva. Run for a local government office and find out. Neat stuff. Beneath the summer sun in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, this July, everybody will see the gathering of upwards to 20 authors in an event that is destined to be a new Lake Geneva tradition. Authors in the Park, on July 11th, next weekend, the Friends of Lake Geneva Public Library is hosting a historic event. For more than three decades, the Friends have been helping to fund a variety of programs through the Lake Geneva Public Library. As part of their mission to strengthen community support for the library, the Friends are partnering with Breadloaf Bookshop 
to bring this first annual gathering of local authors to the shores of Lake Geneva. In Library Park, right near Lake Geneva Beach, these offers are joining together to bring you stories from a wide spectrum of genres to include children's books, vampire, romance, gardening tips, fantasy, mythology, and much, much more. From 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday, July 11, 2015, you can find not only some great works of literature written by local authors, but there will also be children's book readings, dramatic monologues, and other performances throughout the day. Refreshments will be served by the American Legion hot dog stand. And the Geneva Java coffee shop is also expected to set up a vending tent. So don't miss any of this family fun event that's sure to be a great time for people of all ages. Peter Wilson, local attorney at Law by Day, Miata Racing Vampire at Night, is racing again this summer. Peter is a local Lake Geneva area attorney of note, so you might go out to Blackhawk Farms or Road America to watch. And that's whether you want to see him win or crash. The Geneva Shore Report is a sponsor of the Miata Peter Drives, so the staff goes to watch, never indicating which result, win or crash, it is hoping will be the result. Go watch. Have a hot dog or a hamburger at the outstanding food joints they have at the tracks. Don't expect to see the Geneva Shore Report banner on the side of Pete's Miata. He'll be going way too fast for that. Living it. Vapors away. Who's going into that storefront with the billowing cloud of signs out in front? It's not you who might be reading this paper for the most part. The clientele is made up of young people, most of whom are less than 25 years of age. Why young people? With very few exceptions, likely George Carlin would if he was still alive, or Cheech and Chong, it is young people who are fully behind smoking stuff, all kinds of stuff. Once again, it is important that everyone driving by or visiting this vapor store make themselves aware of what it is they want their city to be known for and what they want their young people involved in. Vapor shops may be with the American culture to stay. A lot of other things are, like alcohol, heroin, marijuana, and regular cigarettes. Because those things are here with all of us on the planet does not mean we have to allow and support and patronize them in our communities. Where's the beef? Where's the beef from? It appears that the leadership of the United States has decided it is no longer important that customers know where the beef they are consuming comes from. It's important that people know where people come from, as we all know. It's important that all products inedible have source countries on their packaging, but not so beef anymore. You will no longer know whether the meat you are consuming comes from Brazil, Thailand, Vietnam, Indonesia, or even Eastern Europe, which also means that you will be totally dependent on the integrity of the systems controlling the meat in those countries of origin with respect to what's in the package you are purchasing. Good luck on that. Wilson Meats in Elkhorn uses only locally butchered meats. Lake Geneva Country Meats does the same thing. Forget Walmart, Sentry, and Piggly Wiggly for beef, though. Unless you're feeling lucky or want to make your day. Shop intensely local for your meat, unless you have a keen taste for monkey or horse meat. 
Or even then, you won't really know unless you buy from Wilson's or Country. Restaurant beef is going to be a complete toss-up. The Haunted Hotel on Broad Street is known as the Traver Hotel. The rolling silent disaster of collapsing Old Asbestos Hotel continues to build interest simply because it remains there, the eyesore of downtown Lake Geneva, and the humor of its changing but remaining the same ownership. The builder who never builds anything down in Illinois bought the place but didn't pay the old owner. The old owner who sold the place wants it back so he can nest on top of it like a balding look old hen. The city wants the place gone and is willing to put up $600,000 of TIF money that isn't theirs to grant help to anyone who'll take the mess over and do something. Tom Hartz is too busy chewing away on an $800,000 granted to him again with TIF funding, apparently not owned by anybody. Meanwhile, the old owner enlists the assistance of a hapless local attorney named Tierhorst. Tierhorst can be recalled by thinking about the Lake Geneva Development Committee to nowhere. They buy land to develop and then never develop it. Tierhorst allegedly goes into the building illegally to take photos of what a bad job the currently foreclosed upon owner has done to take care of the structure allegedly proving he's done nothing but Tierhorst allegedly gets caught the Travergate scandal is allegedly born being just as incompetent as the Watergate burglars of old attorney Tierhorst making believe he's on the set of a new Mission Impossible movie allegedly climbs in on a second floor window allegedly what's going to happen now is up to Judge Koss in Walworth who owns what? Who owes what? Should attorney Tierhorst be acquire the nickname of Second Story Tierhorst? Sometimes the news in Lake Geneva is strangely entertaining, allegedly. In the news, here's another television series review. The Whisper, Monday nights at 8 p.m. on ABC television. The fifth episode played last Monday. Here's another unexplainable phenomena kind of show. Much like Under the Dome or Wayward Pines. Nobody knows what's really going on when it comes to this drill entity coming to children and encouraging them to do things from breaking into nuclear power facility computers or even blowing themselves up with homemade bombs. Drill is sort of an imaginary friend to the rather nasty-seeming snotty brats all the parents on the show simply dote over while overlooking the very adult and potentially lethal behavior that poor parenting results in. Drill fixes marriages or destroys them, brings people back from supposedly near death, finds stray people and pets. Drill is even capable of turning off and on weird things like exit signs. All the non-existent lights illuminating the sign go out except for the X, indicating X marks the spot, of course. That exit signs don't have little individual light bulbs behind the letters is beside the mythical point. Once again, like in the monumental failure of a show called John from Cincinnati, the real power or ultimate protagonists of the screenplay is God, an alien or source of magical power.
Whereas Wayward Pines at least makes the watcher think and want to know more, unlike the rolling stupidity and boring predictability of Under the Dorn, the unrevealed entity behind Drill in the Whispers series begins to become so nonsense-related that the approaching sixth episode is only worth watching because there's almost nothing of any original content to watch anywhere else across the television spectrum. Maybe Drill will turn out to be the ultimate Hollywood power, an uneducated, culturally challenged kid who just happens to be the questionably genetic son or daughter of the money people behind the show's production. Poem. Hold there. Hardness. Quality of a balding night. See you. I. Products second sight. For strength within my will in truth. Nothing. No sing. No. Not of what is blessed. No. An opening in chess. No play, no life. Here now, foam thick, sea roiling salty slight, do me. You will not in flight harm emotion still. I'm here. By Strauss.